Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Hi there, I'm Carson Raymond, Director of Major Gifts at Darlington, and welcome to the Darlington Podcast. I'm excited to be joined today by Katie Allen, a member of the class of 2000 who is a content creator and founder of Savoring the Flavoring, which is a blog and Instagram account where Katie shares family recipes and other great content specific to parenthood, lifestyle, and travel. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm thrilled to be connecting with you. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Doing great. Glad we get to connect. Tell me from where you're calling. You are located where? I am located currently in Cartersville, Georgia, which is just down the road from y'all. Yes, very close. Lovely. And that's where you grew up or no? Was that home originally? Um, that This is where I lived, actually in the same neighborhood, which if you had asked me when I was a teenager at Darlington, mm-hmm. if I would be <laughs> raising my children in the same neighborhood I grew up in, um, I would say absolutely not. But, right, right. you know, as you get older and you have kids... A lot of things change and your priorities change. So I'm actually in the same neighborhood uh, that I lived in when I attended Darlington. So I was a day student, but I just commuted every day. Okay. And um, we, so I moved to Cartersville the summer before eighth grade, which is when I started at Darlington mm-hmm. and, you know, lived here through high school and then went away to college. And then we moved back here. I think about seven years ago. Okay. Very good. In Southern California, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes, that's correct. Well, good. I want to jump into a ton of details from everything there. That that period of time you've glossed over, which is wonderful. (laughs) um, Start in eighth grade. So you start at Darlington. And, and, you know, one of those transitional years, I think that's wonderful. Uh, you, you come in and then obviously pursued Darlington through your freshman through senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you one of the few that was commuting from Cartersville? Did y'all do have that chapter like carpool or how, how did that work in, in that in that time? So my my father's girlfriend, um, her two kids also attended Darlington. They had already been there for a year or two, just a year, um, when I started. So we would kind of just ride together when we were younger and then sometimes take the the van, the, the, cause at the time it was a van, it wasn't a bus like, like y'all have now. Nothing nothing was as fancy then as it is. Um, but yeah, so we would do that. And then of course, once I could drive, I was just driving myself there, but there weren't a lot of, at the time, at least there weren't a lot of Carter's villains attending. Never going to, right. And, and it's my understanding that there's been kind of ebb and flow with that over the years. Of, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, quite literally where it's, you know, a bus of, of, of students versus where it's smaller groups. Um, yeah. But certainly students still um, commuting from Carsville, which I think is was phenomenal. Um, so eighth grade through senior year. I mean, lots happened in those years, I'd imagine. Transformative years, you're involved in plenty. If you could extract what you reflect back on as, you know, the activities you were involved with, and maybe, you know, uh, what meant the most to you, that, that type of thing. Okay. I, well, I, I, was involved with the volleyball team. Okay. Uh, so I did that. I'm not very tall. So 
I, I probably wasn't the best player on the volleyball team, but I was a setter. So I did my, I did my setting job well. Right. And, um, so, you know, I loved that and mm-hmm. I did, I used to love doing, I forget what it's called now, but at Christmas time when we would, um, kind of buy gifts for, for mm-hmm. kind of in the community. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and, and get to like have all these little kids come in and, mm-hmm. and, you know, see Santa and we would get to play with them and mm-hmm. give them gifts. I always loved doing that, but I'm forgetting what it was called. And then another after-school activity that I did at one point that I really loved was going to a local school and helping kind of mm-hmm. tutor younger kids. And serve so, as a mentor, I'd imagine. It was right. that kind of mentorship program. Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. I, loved, I loved all of that. Absolutely. And that was a springboard from your Darlington time. And you're an Auburn, excuse me, Auburn alumna. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Wonderful. So was Auburn, maybe was it a familiar connection? Or were you the first one in your family to go to Auburn? Or how did you land there? I was the first one in my family to go to Auburn. Mm-hmm. My father is originally from California. He was born in L.A., Okay. Uh, so that side of the, like my grandmother went to USC out mm-hmm. there and my mom's side of the family is from Texas, which is where I was born and where I lived until I came here. Um, so she went to like U of H and that side of the family, like A&M and sure. LSU and all that kind of stuff. So I was definitely the first to go to mm-hmm. Auburn. I just, I liked that it was like a big kind of, it seemed like what college should right. feel like to me. Right. You know, big kind of football school and um, college town. You had that college town, really cute, not too far away from home, right. but you know, far enough away. Separation. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm really close to my dad who, who is who I lived with here. So, you know, that it was, was if he did drop in, it would be fine, but sure. And a healthy growth, right? I think that's and to each their own. As someone who went to undergrad in his hometown, I was only ten minutes away. But the oh, point wow. is, um, I, I fully, I fully hear what you're saying. It was like it all, it all, all the pieces fit together for Auburn to be where where you were pursuing college. Yeah, and and I, you know, maybe it's different. I think it probably is different. Kind of like at the at the public school here, Cartersville mm-hmm. High School. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Most kids kind of end up going to UGA and that's just how it is. And that's what they aspire to. Mm-hmm. I feel like Darlington was a lot different because mm-hmm. number one, obviously a lot of the students are international. So right. they're not going to be clamoring to get to UGA necessarily. Right. Um, but it was just a completely different dynamic and a different, mm-hmm. a different kind of mixture of kids. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, kids from my class went all over the place. So I love that. There wasn't really a lot of, you know, pressure of like, oh, all of my friends are going to UGA, so that's where I need to go. Right. So it just kind of leaves you free to go wherever feels right to you, wherever you get in, wherever. <laughs> <laughs> sure, wherever it worked out. Yeah. And, and, and tell me, um, what did you focus on for your studies at Auburn? What was your major? I've always been a writer my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid my entire childhood, if anyone asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up? It was always, I want to be a children's book writer. Wow. I don't necessarily want to be a children's book writer <laughs> anymore, but, yeah. um, but I've just, I've been a writer my whole life. Um, yeah. how I got into what I do now really. But mm-hmm. so when I went to Auburn, you know, there are only 
with majors like that, I feel like unless you go to a school where that's, that's like their, their specialty, their strong suit, then you kind of just have to go with what's the closest to what you want to do. So I majored in journalism while I was there. I never intended to get into news. That's just not, I don't really, I mean, obviously I, I try to keep up, but I I wanted to just like write kind of, I I don't really want to just report the news. So, so journalism, anyway, it was good in certain ways because it did give me an understanding of how news writing works and, and how to interview people, um, how to come up with questions, which yours are excellent by the way, so far. Um, And just different techniques to use in interviews and how to kind of train your brain to, to look for good like sound bites and good quotes and mm-hmm. um so i really feel like it was a valuable curriculum for me and and mm-hmm. and has been a great degree i'm proud to say like oh i have a degree in journalism um no, but i never really wanted to be a journalist well and it's indicative and, and i will touch on this later but um in, in perusing the the plethora of content that you have on savoring the flavoring i immediately immediately jumped out to me how how strong the writing was, but it, it's also really funny. Some of it, yeah. it's really well done. Thank and I you. thought this, this wasn't just a whim. I mean, meaning, meaning you pulled together the content very purposely. And I mean, every, the language was very purposeful. So it makes sense to me that you have a background with, with journal, with writing in general. Yeah. Um, okay. So we then fast forward, right? So you graduated from Auburn mm-hmm. it did. And, and we alluded to Southern California already. Did you immediately move out to the West coast or what, what no. happened? So for one year, so I graduated Auburn. The last thing I did before I graduated Auburn was I moved to Atlanta to do um, an internship for Atlanta Magazine. Oh, awesome. So so I did that and then ended up staying in Atlanta for about a year Mm -hmm. after college. Mm -hmm. And um, from there, moved out to California. Okay, lovely. And you had family connection out there. Not too long after college. Very yes. good. Yeah, my dad is bi-coastal, so he is half the time out here. Actually, he built <laughs> he built a house on my street a couple That's years awesome. ago. Okay. Yeah. And um, and then half the time he is in California in Newport Beach, which is okay. where I live. Absolutely. Um, and when you were out in, in Newport Beach, I know you, you, you're a proud mama of three boys. Were all of them were all of them born out there? You know, were you working first, and then little men came along? How? Give me the kind of you know chronology of that. Okay, so I moved out there. I was mm-hmm. actually engaged at the time to my college uh, boyfriend. Okay. Um, and then moved out there. Called off the wedding mm-hmm. um, about a month prior. <laughs> And then, um, you know, was working there. I met my husband at work. Uh, we became friends and then just kind of morphed into more. And that, you know, we were engaged pretty quickly, married pretty quickly. Oh. Um, and then we were with child about a month and a half after. after so all three of my boys were born there. And um, I met my husband out there. Pretty pretty soon after I moved out there. His name's John, right? His name is John. Oh. He's from New York. So we both kind of laugh that we both moved across the country to meet. Yeah. Right. 
Right. Well, very good. And your boys, um, I know, are a huge inspiration for all of the content with Savoring the Flavoring, again, which we'll hit on in more depth in a second. Um, but from California to Georgia, you mentioned that was seven, roughly seven years ago, y'all moved back. Mm-hmm. And so was that was directly to Cartersville or was there a stopgap elsewhere? No. So actually, first, mm-hmm. we moved to we were living in Southern California, which is very, I was just feeling very claustrophobic. It's beautiful. The weather is beautiful, but you're just, it's, you're just, everyone's on top of each other there. No, even if you're in, you know, a $4 million house, you're still 12 inches away from your next door neighbor. Right. So I just, and just, it's just different. It's just different than what I grew up with than the values I grew up with. And it's, you know, a lot of the people are different than people I grew up with and that's fine. But when it comes to raising my boys, I just wanted them to have space. I wanted us to have space. I wanted them to grow up in a place where their first car was not going to be a Range Rover. <laughs> I didn't want them to have you know, those expectations. And, yes. um, and my husband was, I had to work on him for a few years to convince him. Um, and at the time, again, it wasn't in my consciousness to move back to Cartersville. Yeah. At the time I was thinking, let's move to like Atlanta. So an Atlanta suburb, not, you know, directly into the city. Right. So um, I finally convinced him with the, when he saw like the real estate prices mm-hmm. compared to California. And so when we first moved back, we moved to kind of like Ackworth, Kennesaw area. Sure. And I think we put that house on the market after like six months mm-hmm. <laughs> because it just, I felt like we'd come all this way. We'd moved back across the country and then it still was taking me like 30 minutes to get up to see my dad. And it just, it just didn't quite fit there. So I said, well, why don't we look, why don't we look in Cartersville? And, and he agreed. my husband was commuting up here anyway, because his office was here in Cartersville. Mm-hmm. And so it just made the most sense. And we could not be happier with, with where we are. That's right. Well, and the beauty of it too, is for accessibility. I, I mean, should y'all want to you know, jet set to wherever to, to, to visit with your, your dad in Newport Beach. I mean, to get to the West Coast, go to wherever, maybe John's family's still up in New York. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Hartsville Jackson is what, you know, uh, less than an hour drive on yeah. a good day. But the, the point is it's, it's accessible still, which I think yeah. is phenomenal for being able to do those trips. And, and so seven years where y'all are currently roughly, and um, you know, you've been back to campus. Uh, I know, of course, career day is something you've been involved with, which is lovely. Um, you have a, well, of course, it's delayed a year, but a 20th reunion coming up in the fall. Yes, I have, I have a friend who is, is um, you know, is like does- Class do agent, right? What's that? A class agent, perhaps? Yeah, well, no, um, he, he's kind of like involved with the alumni stuff there. And I so I, I was asking him last year when all this stuff was going on, I was like, Art, what's going on with this? Because by then it had kind of subsided a little bit more. And, yeah. it you know, it was last fall. So, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, yeah, it's 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 looking like it's going to be postponed to next year. So I was so bummed about that because that's 20 years. And I couldn't come back for the 10 year because I was heavily pregnant with, with one of the boys. So, 
this year, this year will be the celebration with dual classes and a, a, a wonderful weekend full of events. And we'll hope to see you. Oh, we have to share it. That's <laughs> not cool. Right. That's not fair. No, I promise you it will be, it will be um, tw twice the fun, no doubt. Okay. This is on, this is recorded. That's right. That's, right. Recorded. That's official. It's on record. You got right. it. And as they say in journalism, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but but you've been back to campus. You've been involved, which we so appreciate. And, and I guess it was two Aprils ago now we did um, kind of a, a little series of alumni to follow. So from the advancement office, right, we highlighted yes. some, anyone, especially who's big in the social game to um really make sure that they were on the, the, the greater alumni basis radar. And, and we did a feature of, of your highly successful, and I guess we'll reference it as blog, and, uh, and more of just, because it, it, it's more than just a blog. I know that I don't yeah. want, want, of course, your words to describe what it is, but I want to jump into it. And so that would be um, savoring the flavoring. And so maybe just give us, not, not necessarily the pitch, because you're not here to sell us on it, just, <laughs> Describing though exactly what in your eyes you see that that entire really endeavor it's been an endeavor for you and what that what that is yeah absolutely it's um well first of all it was not a carefully crafted or carefully planned okay never it's kind of been I'm making this motion you can't see it because it's just you can but you know listeners can't um it's it's been like a snowball the entire the entire way. Um, which is kind of more my personality anyway. I, I just kind of like to go with what feels right and mm -hmm. what feels, what makes me feel like I'm kind of operating within some, some level of integrity to me. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I first, so I, how old are you? I'm 35. Okay. So I'm 39. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I mean, I'm probably even for you, although a little more so for you. For me, there wasn't social media when I was a teenager, when I was in college, like it wasn't a thing. Right. And I am, I'm actually really, really glad for that. Right. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to hold off with my kids as long as possible. So far, it's not even on the radar. So it's, so yeah. that's good. Mission accomplished. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it just wasn't a thing. So it wasn't something that we learned about in school. It wasn't something that when I had a load of free time as like a teenager or a college student that I could really master mm -hmm. like everyone does now. Right. So when it first became a thing, I already had, I was a young mother of three young children. Right. And so I had a girlfriend who said, Oh, you know, you should, I, I had Facebook, but it wasn't really, you know, it was just kind of, you put baby pictures on there. Right. Um, and I had a girlfriend who had gotten on Instagram, which I had never heard of at the time. And she said, you really should have an account. And she set up my account for me. And at first it was just kind of my personal account. Didn't really use it all that much. And then as I started using, using it a little bit more and the boys at least were in kind of like preschool. So maybe I had a couple hours here and there during the day to tinker. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I noticed when I was looking at it, that there wasn't a lot that I could relate to. Okay. So obviously most of the users are going to be 22 year olds, you know, post at the time it was like okay. posting shots at the beach and stuff like that. Yeah. And 
And if there was a mom, like a mom account, mm-hmm. it just wasn't relatable to me because right. I, maybe part of it is the difference between girl moms and boy moms too, but boys are just, I don't know if you have any boys. <laughs> we have a 14 month old little man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Do you have right. any girls? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have any girls either, obviously, as we've discussed, but boys, as you know, are, they're, they're just little tornadoes. I really yes. don't even know a better way to, to, to put it there. They require a lot mm-hmm. as, as babies and as young, young people. Mm-hmm. And I just, the, the mom accounts that I was seeing, it was like, mommy and me like little with their little girls and they're dressed in these pristine dresses and they have white couches and their houses look immaculate and and the moms are wearing like hair and makeup every day and I'm sitting here with my house is a wreck I have three screaming boys who are climbing all over everything I'm 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 never you know in makeup or hair done and it's just like I wasn't seeing anything it almost, even though I'm a smart person and I know that this is a highlight reel, it does, you can't help but have it kind of get to you a little bit because you start to feel inadequate and you start to feel, mm. I'm the only person who's here looking like a hag, wearing yoga pants every day, <laughs> dealing with screaming children. Everyone else is doing right. it right and I'm doing it wrong. So I knew, I already knew like I wanted to write, but I had been, I, I did some freelance step for magazines for the most part when I was a young adult obviously having kids I I was out of that game and then by the time I came back in it was a completely different game so Mm -hmm. I had to kind of learn how to evolve with it and that was social media Instagram and so I said okay I want to write I'm not seeing anything that is relatable to me so I'm just gonna create yeah, I'm just going to do it and and do what I would want to see. And so that's how it started. And the boys, I always say to John, to my husband, mm-hmm. when they're teenagers and they're not, you know, saying all these funny little things and doing all of these crazy things and not really wanting to be around us anymore, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to write about <laughs> because they have provided so much good content Um, over the years and and it's been you know definitely a dance of trying to to figure out okay what what can I share what what should I not share but trying to be as as real as possible and also my husband is very 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 like private and he doesn't like being on there all that much so that's been you know a dance as well so right well in, in in the word content jumps out to me because I'd love for you to hit on what exactly that content is, right? So, and, and, and strictly semantics of the name of, of the endeavor, savoring the flavoring, one immediately connects the dots with culinary, right? And cuisine and healthy meals and tasty meals that are for, for your boys, for, for, as you've stated on your website, you know, for your family of five, but, but there's more to the content. And so did that evolve and morph? I mean, just kind of like per request of followers or was it more of just like you saw yet again, a void of like, what was it? You didn't see anything that was speaking to you. So you were like, you know what, I'm going to throw that content out. Um, Yes. So I 
started, mm-hmm. I started a blog. It was called Seriously Jack. Jack is my oldest uh-huh. son. And up until the age of four, he was a nightmare. He mm-hmm. was, I was, I was just, I thought, how do people do this more than once? Sure. I, I don't understand. And, and then from the age of four, he's just been a complete angel. But um, at the time, again, I just kind of felt like I'm just sitting here. I'm just this mom. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not even doing anything that that excites me anymore. And and I and I don't say that to disparage anyone who who is a stay at home mom because I'm a stay at home mom too. Um, but I just you know I just have always felt this drive in me that I need to write. I need to be writing and putting things out there that I that are important to me. And and so I, I created this blog and. In that one, it was mainly talking about Jack and and it was kind of just funny stories about things that were happening with him. And there was a lot happening with him when he yes. was a baby. Um, and I would incorporate recipes in that a lot because growing up, my mom was a dietitian. So I've always just kind of healthy eating has always been second nature to yes. me. And you know, but as a kid, you don't realize that everyone doesn't eat or live exactly as you do. Mm-hmm. So as I got older and I had a son who ended up having autoimmune issues. Um, so I started looking into food and, and, and clean products and all that kind of stuff even more to try to help him. Uh, it just kind of, again, snowballed into okay. talking more about the food aspect of things. Cause I've, I've always been, as long as I've been writing, I've also been cooking <laughs> So I've always been a big cook and a big eater. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was just a natural marriage of the two to, to, to write about kind of real life motherhood, but also write about it maybe very often through a lens of how I'm feeding them and how I'm nourishing them and kind of stories around that and, and especially once we moved from Southern California back to kind of a smaller town in Georgia. Right. Um, I think that was a big part of it too, because for me, I was trying to navigate that culture shock of going from a place where there were three different Whole Foods within a five mile radius of me. There were, were year round farmer's markets with, right. with, you know, hundreds of booths at them. And, you know, organics and all that kind of stuff. And then you come here and it's just completely different. And our farmer's market now is amazing compared to what it was when I first got back here. But I think just, I figured most people don't live in California or, or New York where, you know, all the cool organic stuff tends to land first. Most people Mm. live where I live now. So I just felt like it might be helpful for other people to to know like you can do this and you can cook healthy meals with what you can find in, you know, Podunk USA Mm -hmm. and 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 it's doable. Well big time. And and I know that that content then also led to, I guess maybe the word we could use here, Katie, is like general, just lifestyle, right? It's just tips in general. So yeah. from the from the cooking and the day in and day out and what's in your in your cart, right? Or what's, yeah. in, excuse me, 
your buggy is <laughs> really what I should use. And to, to, you know, fast forwarding to just kind of then the ins and outs of what a week looks like with, with, as you said, as a boy mom and is like balancing it all and, and whether mom or dad, just parenting in general. Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'm curious as far as percentage of what you include on savoring the flavoring. Do you have, you mentioned it's not necessarily curated, but like uh, there's a wonderful bit about travel and I guess you went to Iceland with one of your girlfriends. Really cool, really cool piece. I loved reading that. Um, There's uh, a whole, a whole bit on someone on, on specific to the YouTube channel that you have. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm botching this, but uh, like like loose waves or curls in your hair and how you get that look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the, those things, a lot of the time, the ideas for those things come from the things that people are asking me about all the awesome. time. And that's kind of, again, I started out, okay, I want to write. I want to share these recipes because I'm passionate about both of these things. But sure. then inevitably, as you create a relationship with these people, with your audience, and they get to know you and you show your face every day because it, that's what you would do with a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And and inevitably they go, oh, okay, well, I like your hair. So mm-hmm. you know, how do you do that? Or what do you use for it? Or, oh, I really like that, that top. Where did you get it? And so in that regard, I, I started this not really knowing what Where it would go into. And then, you know, those things inevitably... Got it. And I, and it's been actually recently kind of a recalibration of sorts for me too. Cool. So with with how to handle that kind of stuff. So it's yeah. I think with this medium evolution, constant evolution is just part the of, name of the game. So it's not like you had uh, maybe a a. Um, you know, forecast of, I wanted this to be 15% other and everything else culinary. That's not necessarily how you've approached it. No, I do try to, because I know that most people, most people started following me for, for recipes, for food. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people you'll see if you ever stalk the comments or pay attention to things, a lot of people will say, that they came for the food, but they stay for mm. the other stuff. I love that. Because there are a lot of food blogs. And that yeah. and that's that's the thing I knew from the beginning. There was already it was already a saturated market in that mm-hmm. regard. But but I didn't just want to be like, here's a recipe. Usually I try to incorporate some sort of story or or little snippet or nugget or, of or something like that. But I do try to unless it's an odd week where I'm out of town or something, I do try to kind of every other post is typically going to be something about food. And then every other post, maybe it'll be something about life or, you know, something to ponder. Some tip. Right. Exactly. Well, I want to ask you about something that um, in in the social world is perhaps aspirational for many, but a reality for you. And it's this concept of being a brand ambassador. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, that means a lot of different things for, for, for different folks and for different products. And perhaps as you already referenced has meant different things as it's evolved. Yeah. But that's been a part that that's been a part of savoring the flavoring. That's a dynamic of what you've been involved with in the endeavor. Yes. Um, I, th- I think, I think you referenced in one of your bits about 
kind of a, an initiative through Whole Foods in the Southeast, or yes. uh, you were brand, you were the first to do it for them. Yes. Um, and you've had other, you know, whether products or brands that you've worked with, um, is that on a cadence, or do you you take that as it comes? You know, all of that okay. has honestly fallen okay. in my lap. And I, when I first started the the account, I would just tag you know, brands that I would use, which is, is tricky too, because for me, I don't really use that. That's the big catch 22 that I've dealt with the whole time. I don't really use, I try to use, um, as little process stuff as possible. So as little branded stuff as possible. Got it. So you can't, you can't tag, you know, an orange brand or, or a banana brand or, you know, anything like that. Um, but the things that I was using, you know, say I would get this or that from Whole Foods or whatever, I would always tag those places. And, you know, eventually they start to notice, especially if they like the photos and they can use those to repost. Mm-hmm. And so I created relationships with a lot of different brands, brands that fit in with my particular ethos as it pertains to food. Mm-hmm. And and I was just lucky to to create those relationships. And at the time when I first started, it wasn't as crazy saturated as it is now. Mm-hmm. And especially in terms of where I am, if you're in California, you're just, you know, you're you're a dime a dozen. You're you're fighting against all these other people. Mm-hmm. But out here in the space that I'm in, which tends to be the more kind of natural food space. Okay. There's not that much competition as, yeah. as it were. So um, I was able to make relationships with like Vital Farms, which is a big oh. egg brand. Um, so I worked with them for a couple of years um, just on contract, help, you know, helping them with social media and consulting and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. I, you know, have a really good relationship with Whole Foods. So I was their first local ambassador for the South. And so if you go in any Whole Foods, you'll see the little red local tags on different products Mm -hmm. that denote, Hey, this is, you know, something that was produced locally. Mm -hmm. So, and that's a big, that's something that I talk about exhaustively all the time is eating locally, eating seasonally, um, supporting your local producers and farmers, because that's really important to me. So I've been lucky to, cultivate those relationships and yeah. and you know a lot of them have become like brand ambassadorships um but it's also a slippery slope because especially after last year i mean food is something you always need regardless yeah. and and to me you should be eating locally as much as possible for a number of reasons but after last year i just kind of mm-hmm. It was so hard, especially financially, mentally for so many people. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of took a step back and looked at how much just consumption was happening all mm-hmm. the time. And it was, oh, everything is an ad. And everything is buy mm-hmm. this, buy that. And you need this. And look at them, people who have three different outfits that they're showing every day. And, and I just wanted to vomit because I couldn't, I, I, I don't like that. I don't want to be, you know, perpetuating something like that and, and Mm -hmm. encouraging people to just inevitably feel like they're not really 
living unless they have this thing or, you know, they're not good enough unless they buy that thing. So it's been kind of much to my husband's chagrin. I'm I'm even more selective. I've always been selective about the brand stuff that I take on, but I've gotten even more selective. And I kind of had to have a sit down with him a couple months ago and say, I'm not going to be taking on as much stuff like that anymore. Incredible. Brand sponsored stuff anymore because I just, I want to kind of encourage things in a slightly different direction and, and go away from this kind of constant consumption. Totally. Well, and it used the word ethos. If it's not near ethos, it sounds to me like you're not, it's not a just because it's like a hard stop, like not, not going to be part of my pursuit. Yeah. It doesn't align. Yeah. Um, but cheers to you, because I guess it's a good problem to have if you're having to turn away folks that, you know, want to you know be in partnership for, for you as a brand ambassador. Um, yeah. And I'm very grateful for that. And there are there are a lot of brands out there that I that I I fully I fully believe in them and support them. I uh, just don't necessarily want to be an ad all the time, you know, big time. Well, you're you're from YouTube channel to all of it, all the content, right? The entire project, it's wonderfully done. And I'm curious if you have a partner through this with quite literal like editing production so forth, or is it totally, it's you. I know you write the content, but but past that, I mean, the the videography, all that. Walk me through that. So the video stuff, again, was just something that snowballed. I was working um, on contract with Vital Farms and they made contact with this. um, They're not in business anymore. I think, I think COVID kind of did them in, but I forget what they were called, but they, they basically would come in and brands could contract these videographers to come in and shoot content with creators for their brand, for them to use. So my first videos that I was doing that like look, you know, professional was through that. Okay. And so I did a few different shoots with them. <clears throat> and then after that, any video that I have has all been me and having to teach myself, like the lighting isn't great and <laughs> having to teach myself about lighting and about editing and right. I'm not very tech savvy. So that's, that has not been without its headaches. For sure. A learning process, if yes. you will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, excuse me. I want to, um, you've, you mentioned the word relationship a bunch, uh, pr- professionally, right? You, you said it, which I love. I've built these relationships, which then blossomed into, you know, whether we call it the brand ambassador or whatever it may have yeah. been, through savoring the flavoring. Um, and it begs the question for me, going back to the, the beginning of our conversation, any relationships with folks those with whom you're still in contact if you're Darlington years. So you, you go to California, right? You go away to school, you go to California, you're back. Mm-hmm. And as you, as you probably know, and then connect the dots, I mean, that kind of 75 to 100 mile radius of Rome is chock full of a lot of Darlington alums. It is. And so maybe you've reconnected or you've had that consistent connection with someone. Maybe, yeah, share some insights on that. It's been really cool to see because I, I feel like. I was maybe one of the first ones in like my around my class, the time of my class to move back to this area. There were a few already, but, um, and some who kind of just have stayed around here, 
but it was really cool to start seeing mm-hmm. all these people, particularly moving back from Atlanta up right. to Rome. Um, and I don't ever get up to Rome, but I here and there will see, there are some who live, I think in Cartersville or at least nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I obviously through Facebook, I'm Facebook friends with, with a lot of them. So you do kind of feel like you see people still, and then you feel kind of like a creeper because you'll see them and you actually haven't really seen them in like 15 years, but you're like, yeah, Oh, yeah. how's your wife? How's your two sons? I know you have, you know, so, right. so yeah, it can be kind of awkward, but I've seen, so my, you know, high school girlfriends, it's been a couple of years probably since I've seen them, but um, mm-hmm. they're kind of all around the Atlanta area. Cool. Lauren did, I'll just say they're, they're, yeah, yeah. Their maiden names, Lauren Dismuke, Amanda Bevel, Bess mm-hmm. Kelly. Bess Kelly, actually, she's been in um, in uh, Rome, Italy, not mm-hmm. Georgia. And um, I was out there a couple years ago, and I got to see her, which is oh, really that's cool. awesome. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're sitting here in Rome together. Um, and funny enough, oh, I saw... Um, Ben Bagley, who was in my class a couple months ago. I had lunch with his wife, mm-hmm. who I love. She's a really, really good writer, too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I have kept, you know, through Facebook, um, I had kept in touch with Robert Hortman, mm-hmm. who I, you know, dated back in, in high school. Um, and funny enough, and I saw him at career day. Yes. Um but he had lived, like he and his wife had lived, you know, overseas for a while. So, um, but I, I was walking with some girlfriends into, uh, do you know Table 20? Have you ever been there? I've not. You're in Cartersville. You have to go. Absolutely. It's a really good restaurant. But um, we were walking in there and Robert and his wife are walking in because oh, so apparently y'all don't have a target in Rome. <laughs> There's not a target. <laughs> and they, exactly. They, they had to hit up the target. So um, I had never met her before. So, and of yeah. course, it's so weird to, to, to be like, wait, you're fast forward. Well, right, right. From that chapter. So you've seen some people then. That's I've incredible. seen some people. Yeah. And I would see people, um, you know, when I would go back for alumni things, I went back for the 15 year a few years ago. Okay. Um, so I saw a bunch of people then, but. I'm trying to think. I saw Brian Lowe, um, who was the year ahead of me, who I love. Um, I saw him at career day too. Mm-hmm. He was like my buddy that day. I was mm-hmm. like, me. But um, yeah, I've yeah, I've, I've tried to keep contact. Well, and the fact, yeah, I mean, quite quite literally, right? You're you're gonna be in contact geographically. It's it's yeah. um, a little closer than than Southern California, right? Yeah, so which sense. I love. I love that. Oh, big time. Um, I want to ask kind of a, a final question here for this uh, program and really kind of endeavor. We, we've entered with Darlington Connects, which you've maybe, you know, seen, seen some tidbits about and, and information we've pushed out to have a purposeful connection of, of young alums to those who've, who've really kind of already weathered first chapters of career, yeah. those who've already sat through the variety of interviews or made career pivots. And it's one of those, uh, you know, my question to you is how tips or really kind of bits of wisdom you'd offer to that 
just graduated from Auburn last May, right? Hey, do, do this. And, and, you know, it will, it will, you know, any type of, and I, and I mean that with general career advice, not necessarily specific to doing what you're right. doing, but when you look back, right. You know, and you're like in 2004, if I had known this, I would have maybe any kind of tip tips, tricks that you'd offer. I guess to not get bogged down in, I, if it were me, I would get a general degree that, mm. that, I mean, if they already have the degree, then that's, that's that. But I would get a general degree that I felt would help me the most in the broadest capacity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, unless you have some sort of path, like you want to be a surgeon, then you know what you need to do. But um, if you're kind of one of the people who don't really know, which I think is a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, I think don't get bogged down in, you know, I have to do this and then I have to get this degree and then I have to go get a job and that exact thing. And then I have to do this and this and that. Like nowadays, you don't have to have everything figured out by the time you get done with college. Yeah. I mean, I'll be 40 next year and I, I still don't have everything figured out. <laughs> sure. And I think that's fun. I, I think it's a cool part of life because especially now more than any time in history, mm-hmm. there are so many things at our fingertips that, that you can use, even if you are a stay at home mom with three young children to, to do the things that, and share the things that mm. you love to do. Um, I think obviously just starting out, so you're not living in your parents' basement, you do have to find a job. And that's another thing. Don't get bogged down in, oh, this job isn't what I went to college for, so I can't mm. take it. I'm not going to apply for it. Mm-hmm. I, I think every job I've ever had has led to has led to something else that has led to something else that has led to something else that has all gotten me where I am now. And every Absolutely. job teaches you different skills and, and, and hones different, different strengths. And um, so I think get a job that's going to pay the bills, but whatever you're passionate about, make sure that you are, that you are investing time in that every day and and practicing that. If it's, you know, playing the guitar, then make sure that you are devoting time, you know, setting aside time for yourself to practice that every day because you're going to get better and better. And, and maybe start recording yourself playing the guitar and putting it out there and, you know, not, not doing it for, for viewership or for followers, but just because you love doing that. And I feel like, when you love doing something, you're going to be consistent with it. And so that, that would probably be it. Prioritize that prioritize making time for things that you're actually passionate about and, and don't spend as much time, maybe just kind of mindlessly going through life or mindlessly scrolling through Instagram, like actually devote time to yourself. Oh, I love that. I think that it's well heard and, and frankly is applicable to, uh, a young grad or someone uh, 25 years into their career. I mean, right. It's a healthy reminder, no doubt. Um, Katie, I'm so thrilled to have connected. I really yeah. appreciate you taking the time. And I, I feel like I've, I've set up for um, quite the expectations for a wonderful alumni weekend. However, we'll see you there. October yes. 16th, I hope um, to be not only enjoying uh, reconnection, 
with your classes, your class, excuse me, but with other classes. So yes. it'll be a wonderful time. Um, you have promised a good time, so you better deliver. Yeah, live up to it, deliver. Um, and, and, and thank you for sharing all of your insights on savoring the flavoring. I hope that folks will, will certainly check it out. Uh, take a listen, give it a read, because it's, it's quite impressive. And um, we'll hope to connect with you soon, all right? Yes, definitely. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Katie, for being on today's podcast. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. Check out today's show notes at www.darlingtonschool.org slash podcast. If you have questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at darlingtonschool.org slash podcast.